All right, again, welcome to Safety with Purpose. My name is Scott McKenzie. You, of course, you guys, you people are the Safety Sherpas. You are guiding us to the top of this mountain of success with safety and focus and knowledge to make that happen. Thank you very much for joining. We're going to be talking about the broken window theory in this particular episode of Safety with Purpose. And, of course, it comes from that mad safety uh, professional by the name of Brian McWhorter. Hope you enjoy it because I was very interested in it. So let's get going. Busy people out there. I know you guys are busy people. Once again, we're just going to make it quick, simple, fast, no fuss, no muss. So let's get going. Tailgate talk number one. Okay, I go to Safeopedia once again. I look at the menu. I go to Q&A, and I find a topic that I want to talk about here on Safety with Purpose. And one of the things is because I was a, um, a journeyman lineman, I climbed towers. Uh, and it's a good thing I didn't have this information because I'd be petrified. But, you know, it is what it is. At what heights do falls become deadly? That's right. At what heights do falls become uh, deadly? So what's interesting to me, one of the stats is that a close to 12% of fatal falls result between 6 and 10 feet. Just, just 6 and 10 feet. I mean, you must be hitting your head on that, but that's serious. That's Close to 12% of the fatalities come between 6 and 10 feet. And then close to 20% between 11 and 15. And then back to around 18% falls 16 to 20%. But here, here's the clincher. Now, um, I'm looking at this, and it says other trauma studies uh, seem to include falls from the fourth floor. Uh, I mean, that's about 48 feet. Has a 50% survival rate. 50%. I mean, if you survive that, I mean, you're, you're broken up pretty, pretty severely. And then, of course, about 84 feet or the seventh floor, you're looking at only a 10% survival rate. That's 84 feet. Now, I climbed towers up to 400 plus, 450 uh, feet. So I'm, a, I'm really glad. Now, there are other factors involved with this, of course, age and condition like weather. And, and, but, but once again, you got to use the fall protection that is necessary for what you're doing in the right way. Because I, I was shocked by the 12% of falls that took place um, between 6 and 10 feet. That, to me, is not that very tall. And, of course, you're looking at a roof line. Of course, you're above 6 feet. So, once again, be careful out there. Use fall protection when you can. Number two. Okay, once again, I'm going uh, to take on that summer theme again, and we're going to be talking a little bit about. Uh, I'm going. I'm going out to that that the webinar section within Safeopedia because it costs you nothing. There is no reason, and it's all about knowledge, and it's all there, and it's being taught by the best of the best within the safety world. They are wonderful safety sherpas, and we're going to be talking a little bit about the biggest summer safety issues and solutions to address them. Now, because it is summer, I'm not going to sit there and 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 you know expand upon it but you need to go out there it is summer once again you need to go out there and you need to find this webinar and it is free just register and this is brought to you by a gentleman by the name of I guess I'm going to get it right, Mario Salcedo, and he's a regional sales manager, and Robin Regan, and he's the respiratory application training specialist. You know, you can't go wrong with that. So go out there, and you find out what the biggest summer safety issues and solutions to address 
them and how to address them, that's where you want to go. Okay, we're going to be talking about the broken window theory, which is a really interesting topic, and it makes complete sense. It's going to be brought to you by that, uh, once again, that mad safety gentleman by the name of Brian McWhorter. He's going to be talking a little bit about that and why it is important to repair that window. You know, that's what it's all about. So thank you very much once again for joining Safety with Purpose. And here is Brian McWhorter, and we're going to be talking broken window theory. All right, Brian, welcome to Safety with Purpose. This is Brian McWhorter. Did I get that right? Yes, you did, Scott. Oh, fantastic. We're going to be talking right now about safety and the broken window theory. Talk to us about that there, Brian. You bet, Scott. Uh, the broken window theory was actually introduced by two social scientists around 1982. And since it uh, was published, it's really been used to influence safety, law enforcement, and lots of other uh, fields. Um, to give you kind of a, it in a nutshell, the broken window theory goes like this. If you have a vacant building and one or two windows get broken in it, and they don't get repaired within no time at all, other windows will get broken and vandalism will continue. Because the message is no one's taking care of the building and it's socially acceptable to break windows. And that's the whole lesson behind the broken window theory, is what is normalized or considered acceptable behavior. Uh, when Mr. Giuliani became the mayor of New York, uh, he used the broken window theory to drive down uh, crime. At that time, crime rate in New York City was so high that businesses were avoiding it. They wouldn't have uh, conventions there. Tourism was down. And people that lived in New York City were actually removing their own car stereos as opposed to someone breaking in and stealing them. They put I, re I remember that vividly. I hated yeah. New York, and it was always made me feel uncomfortable. And so I, I know, and I lived through it, and I <laughs> completely. Oh, yeah. So what he did it, to, to employ the theory, they picked some laws that basically were being enforced. One was uh, people jumping turnstiles at the uh, subway, and the other were panhandlers that would go out and, and jaywalk to, you know, wash people's windshields at the uh, subway, you bet, which yeah, every, everyone yeah. hated. Yeah, oh yeah. So we told the police, well, you know, write them up for jaywalking. And uh, the police first balked at this, thinking there were hundreds. Turns out there were only like 67 panhandlers in the whole city doing this. But when they did it, they found hardened criminals, and there's a ripple effect of uh, good things happening in terms of reducing crime. Over the eight years that uh, Mayor Giuliani was at the reins there, um, the violent crime rate dropped by 56%, uh, murder dropped by two thirds, robbery by 67%, aggravated assault by 28%. So it was, it was truly amazing what had happened by starting to enforce these rules. Okay, now if we take this into the world of safety, Okay, um, I'll go to my own experience. I was the safety manager for the world's largest fluorescent light factory owned by a global company. And uh, a month after I took over as safety manager, I found out we had the worst safety record of any other factories globally. Any mm -hmm. of them. Really? <laughs> if I had known that, I might not have accepted the position. You might not have had that on your resume. You might have exactly. said, exactly. Yeah, go ahead. Now, we, I had just uh, learned about the broken window theory about this time, and I told management about it, and we found that we had a lot of safety rules that we didn't enforce. Now, this factory had been in operation since 1967, it always had high accidents, and it was accepted as normal. So we made our first broken window, actually making people to wear earplugs. Out on the factory floor, the decibel levels for noise were over 85. 
which meant you had to wear earplugs. Now, since supervisors didn't like wearing them and managers on the floor didn't like wearing them, we didn't really enforce it. So right. no one wore earplugs. Right. Well, you know, the rule here, again, uh, if you don't enforce, you know, uh, some of the rules, you're probably not going to enforce any of the rules. You can't pick and choose with this stuff. Hmm. So we gave people a grace period and we said, you know, we're going to start enforcing these. So I'll go through the, the normal, you know, the uh, verbal and then a warning and you can actually lose your job if you're not, you know, following the safety rules. And sure enough, within a few months, we started seeing the same thing that they saw in New York. It's uh, had a ripple effect through all our, our safety. We actually, in uh, this happened in 2008. In 2009, we received a global safety, or excuse me, in 2009, we reduced our accidents by 50%. A year later, in 2010, we reduced it by another 50% and received a global uh, safety award. So it, it was definitely a rule that we were able to employ and saw the same type of results. So again, safety is either proactive or it's inactive. Again, you've got to enforce all the rules or you're probably going to have a problem enforcing any of the rules. Can, can I ask a question real quick? Did you have any pushback on that? I mean, there, there's, that's just one example of the broken window and the implementation of a solution and a process associated with earplugs. Now, <laughs> you roll out other examples of broken safety, broken windows? Yeah, actually uh, several. For us there, to answer your question on pushback first, yeah, we got a lot of pushback. Uh, again, this factory had been in operation since 1967, and so we had a long um, streak of not enforcing those rules. So when we told people we were going to start doing it, yeah, they didn't buy into it. Wow. But, you know, when we started digging deeper, we found that there were other, you know, uh, things not being followed also, like people skipping lockout tag out. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. You, yeah. that's a whole nother topic. And you, you betcha. Do that. <laughs> no. Wow. So, and, and, and so as a result of this broken window theory focus on safety, it just naturally began to affect the overall, in a positive way, the safety data associated with that particular plan. Yeah, absolutely. It, it created, it was instrumental in creating a safety culture because you can't say the safety is important and ignore some of the rules. It, it just doesn't work. It doesn't uh, play out with us. Hypocrisy. You can't, yeah. it's a definition of, yeah. So what I hear you saying, because these are going to be short uh, segments to you listeners out there of a safety with purpose. These are going to be short segments. This is something that you can share with your uh, team and this particular uh, subject associated with window theory is I'm, I'm a big fan of eating that elephant one bite at a time. And this is sort of that one, uh, one bite at a time elephant approach to safety. So you can't just say, okay, everybody's safe. Boom, done. And, 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 and not have that incremental um, focus and attention to that safety challenge. So um, I love the window theory concept. I really do. Yeah, that's an excellent, I like the way you put uh -huh. it, uh, you know, eating the elephant a bite at a time. It's like duck hunting. You can't aim at six ducks at once. You got to pick one and then uh, go for that next. I, I never used that one. Now I am going to use that. I'm going to steal <laughs> Brian's analogy because um, what we're going to be trying to accomplish throughout these series is the ability to be able to incrementally help your company, your people to be safe. And that's what Safety with Purpose is all about. Brian, thank you very much. Really appreciate you sharing 
safety with purpose. You listeners out there, got to recognize there's going to be a lot more. And by the way, if you're listening right now, we're going to have an article associated with that that will expand upon what Brian has uh, been talking about, and that is safety and the broken window theory. Is that correct, Brian? Yes, it. All right. Thank you very much for joining Safety with Purpose. As always, you guys, you people, you individuals out there, be safe. Never cut corners with safety. As an industrial professional myself, I was always passionate about sales, marketing, branding, expanding the marketplace for my company. That's what the Industrial Talk platform is all about. It's about you, the industrial company, the industrial professional, and your legacy. Increasing sales, gaining greater exposure on what you do and how you and your company changes the world. Go out to industrialtalk.com. That's industrialtalk.com. Contact me. Let's have a conversation to see how we can work with you on improving your bottom line and that you can be a part of an ever-growing network of industrial companies focused on expanding and growing and leaving a legacy. I hope to hear from you soon and be safe out there. All right, you safety Sherpas out there, thank you very much for joining Safety with Purpose. Once again, we're going to recap a little bit about what we talked about. We talked about the broken window theory, of course. I thought that was a great uh, interview with Brian McWhorter. And then, of course, once again, hey, what height are considered to be deadly? Uh, I mean, that, that one scared out. And once again, that's at the Q&A level. And then as well as the last one, and that is the webinar that is talking about the biggest summer safety issues that you need to be aware of because it is summer. All right, go to Safepedia. You want to go to one place, you're trying to find some information, Safepedia.com is the place for you. And if you're looking for uh, solutions with uh, marketing, sales, branding, industrialtalk.com is the place for you. Again, thank you very much for joining Safety with Purpose. We're going to keep on firing out great content because it's all about you. It's all about your safety. It's all about getting you up that mountain, you safety Sherpas, to success and and. Uh, coming home safely. So thank you very much. Be safe out there. And we're going to have another great topic for you just right around the corner. Take care.